I was telling Omar here uh, that I, I'm still kind of new to this. You know, I'm just kind of getting into it. It's been a while since I've uh, done an episode uh, for the podcast, you know, so I'm super excited to be here tonight. I'm super thankful that you guys could join me on the show. I'm, I'm, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad it worked out. I just happened to see you post that you were looking to talk some Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, sure. What the heck? I can always talk some Star Wars. <laughs> heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. You know, it's this time of the year that it just, for me, like, you know, so this time of the year, I just really get into Star Wars and I don't know what it is, you know? Yeah. And we've had a, for, you know, three out of six or seven months or years, we've had at least one Star Wars in the month of December. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. what it is. That is true. Yeah. So um, getting into tonight's episode, do you guys want to start out um, just kind of with a short introduction with yourselves? Um, and we can go from there. Sure. I guess since I take been, it away, uh, Mark. Yeah, I've been hogging the mic anyway, Omar. So I'll uh, I'll take it away first. Uh, yeah, my name is Mark Ronick. Uh, I've been podcasting for 15 years and started a business recently. Actually, it's been a couple of years almost now uh, called Ironic Media, where we produce podcasts and consult podcasters. And the, I've been a part of or have hosted a variety of different podcasts. The one that I've been doing the longest, I actually just brought back after a year off. We took a year off around COVID. Uh, and, and that's with me and my best friend, Lowell, who we went to summer camp together as kids uh, and friends to this day. And we do a show, The Mark and Lowell Show. And it's really all about... You know, I was just talking to somebody because I always have a hard time explaining what the show is. And to put it simply, it's like having that really close friend that you've known all your life and you, you're you in a room at a party and you two are telling people stories and that somebody, at least one person stops you at one point in the night and goes, you know, you two are so funny. You should start a podcast. <laughs> That's us. That's exactly who we are. So uh, we've been doing that now for 10 years uh, with minus the year off that we just took. Uh, so yeah, so that actually just came back recently and really excited about it. And like I said before, glad to be here. That's super awesome, man. That's a long time uh, to be podcasting. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I've, uh, I, it was not that easy 15 years ago, not as easy as it is today. We didn't have yeah. zoom like this and we didn't, you know, there was no, there were no tools, nothing just about. That's wild, man. That's wild. What about uh, Omar? Um, are you uh, you're you're a podcaster yourself, right? Yes, I am. Um, my podcast is called Arts Review and Commentary, or ARC for short, and uh, it takes a critical look at themes that go through various art forms. Mostly focusing on movies and television, but I also include literature, theater. Uh, uh, other visual arts uh, as well. Um, and, you know, this is something that I just realized. Uh, I got my start with my podcast on uh, Mark's network, where he does the Mark and Lowell show, one of the uh, first uh, shows on that network. When I got the go-ahead to do that, I was in my dad's home country of Tunisia visiting the city of Tatawin, where they filmed Luke's uh, homestead. No kidding. Yeah, I'm, I just I just made the connection now that uh, this is all full circle. That's pretty cool, Omar. <laughs> that is cool. I didn't know that's where they uh, filmed that at. Uh, yeah, they filmed um, a lot of the Tatooine scenes uh, in the Sahara in the southern part of Tunisia in various locations for uh, episodes four, one, two, and three. No kidding. That's awesome. That's freaking awesome. Um, so Wait, let me ask you real quick, Omar, did they film that scene in seven? I'm sorry, in nine? Um, you know, I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. Uh, I, but that, that one last scene where yeah. Ray says her last name Skywalker. Oh, you just ruined the whole thing for everybody. What a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, man. So, so was that in that location then as well, or is that? Uh, yeah, that's not where um, 
Actually, you know what? It probably is, considering the uh, uh, the sand that was filled in. They they may have like trucked in a whole bunch of sand to yeah. fill in that uh, site. But uh, the like the um, the dugout part is right. a different location than the um, dome igloo facade. Okay. Right. So they, those are filmed in two diff, very different locations. I did not know that. That is super fascinating. Yep. Yeah, so, I remember Omar has pictures as well of no that kidding. experience. Yeah, I've seen those. They're pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. So where, 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 where does the journey begin for both of you guys as far as Star Wars goes? Have Is it something that, uh, you know, goes back as far as your memory can take you? Um, as little kids, you know, kind of what's, what's the uh, background story? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. It's, I think there, I'm, I'm sure I could speak for a lot of star Wars fans that for me, you know, I have some faint memories. I think the first time I saw a star Wars movie in the theater, it was empire strikes back when I was, I don't know, I was probably five or six maybe. And I do have just, you know, flashes, glimpses of seeing that in the theater. And really, it could be the first movie that I ever saw in the movie theaters. And if it's not, it's definitely the first one I remember seeing, at least, right. like I said, images. Uh, and then my, my memories from there really goes to two places as a kid. It's the toys, which, by the way, I, I've got this original... Oh God, look at that land thing. speeder toy from uh, a new hope and it's got a c3po in it uh i did not this i did have this and this is not my original one my cousin found this for me at like a yard sale or something no kidding yeah what an awesome and, find and then i also have here return of the jedi luke skywalker action figure in the black outfit which was a toy that i sought out for a long time it was one of those really hard to get figures around that time when return of the jedi came out so toys and then watching them on uh, as i continue to date myself on vhs tapes probably <laughs> probably betamax tapes as well uh i remember just watching those three movies star wars empire and return of the jedi over and over and over again with my brother with my friends uh it was i then i remember even we used we bought lightsabers you know at the Toys R Us and we used to have neighborhood lightsaber fights and tournaments and you know it was it was I, I lived and breathed it and I never really got rid of that so to this day I, I'm like a kid when I see anything Star Wars and now with all the new stuff uh, particularly on Disney Plus it's I'm all in heck yeah heck yeah man that is freaking awesome you know you mentioned uh, like the toys and that's one of the big things I remember as a kid going back down memory lane uh, were some of the toys. I remember my grandmother had like this big rebel ship with all these little action figures in it. Like yeah. you have in the land speeder there. And um, those, those movies as well. I think the older ones um, I think I started with return of the Jedi um, on VHS, you know, mm -hmm. and that was what really kind of drew me in. So, yeah. I mean, that's likewise. A, oh, that's for you too, Omar, your uh, Return of the Jedi. Well, yeah, the um, I'm just a little bit younger than you, Mark, but I remember also flashes of being in a movie theater, uh, but for A New Hope and not its original release, but like one of its subsequent re-releases. But that didn't really count because I didn't remember it. I just remember the trash compactor scene i must have been two years old when yeah. that came out <laughs> i missed yeah. empire but because it had been everybody had seen it i knew the story so i knew what was going on um Without when eventually i saw return of the jedi in the theater and that was the that was my first real movie going experience and it also was very formative in that it was uh, a movie going experience with a capital e where you had a crowd uh cheering 
when Luke does the, you know, steps off the skiff and, and uh, on the uh, gangplank and then, you know, catches it and flip, does a flip oh, yeah. uh, and starts battling, the entire theater just went nuts. Right, right. I, you know, a more recent memory similar to that one that you're describing for me, that feeling and memory, a more recent Star Wars one is uh, during... I'm, Attack of the Clones when Yoda breaks out the mm. lightsaber for the first time and fights Dooku. Mm -hmm. That scene when when that lightsaber when he pulls it out using the Force and and ignites it, it I remember that whole theater just erupting. <laughs> yeah, that's, awesome. that's freaking awesome. Um, so are you guys more? Do you guys lean more towards the classic movies or are you? You know, do you love them all or do you favor one uh, era more than the other? I guess is what I'm asking. Omar, you take it. Hmm. Um, I like the story overall. Um, there are some, you know, missteps in terms of dialogue and pacing. You know, if you're looking at it from a film criticism point of view. Uh, but the original trilogy and especially Return of the Jedi. Uh, will always hold a special place in my uh, heart and memories. Um, when the prequel trilogy came out, I was, you know, like a lot of people, really, really excited. Um, but it was met with a lot of disappointment. Uh, but it was still a lot of fun to watch, the, the lightsaber battles especially. Um, but there was a lot of backstory in there that... Uh, you know, I, you, you had to really, really be a fan in order to be uh, enjoying the politics of, you know, the taxation of trade routes. <laughs> right. Right. And then when the sequel trilogy came out, um, you know, Force Awakens blew everybody away, but it was, you know, nostalgia candy and um, the, it had diminishing returns. So to answer your question, what era? Uh, I don't want to um, like poo-poo the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy is you know crap or they didn't used to make it like before. Uh, I'm not that kind of toxic fan person. But Return of the Jedi is one of my all-time favorite movies and movie-going experiences. Um, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. You know, I, I think, think the whole universe is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, that, uh, amen. And I think really my guess, Ken, is that most, in most cases for most people, they're going to say it's the era that they were growing up. You know, it, I think Absolutely. that there's, there's just, because as kids, it's so influential and makes such a huge impression on us you can't recreate that as an adult. And I think that's why Star Wars fans today are so divided and so angry because I think they are wanting that magic that you can't duplicate as an adult that you had as a kid. You can enjoy those movies and you can relive it. You can't really duplicate it. And I think people are expecting a Star Wars movie to be for them as adults and Star Wars, I think genuinely and Lucas, I'm, I know has said this is really made for kids. Well, I completely agree with that. And I was thinking the same thing when uh, you said it depends on what generation you grew up with. And so I'm 30 years old. I was born in 91 and I grew up more around the prequels. Um, I still love the originals. You know, I love return of the Jedi empire strikes back. Uh, New Hope, even. Um, but, you know, the prequels, for me, I love them. I thought they were great movies. And uh, you saying that with each generation being geared for kids, I think that is in one way has helped keep the Star Wars universe going, you know, because there's a considerable gap in between, you know, in between all the movies. And, um, there's a new generation that grows with them. And I think as time goes by, you know, we look back even on the force awakens, you know, we're going to gain more appreciation for uh, those movies 
and kind of how it was all played out and directed. Um, I liked, I liked the new, the newer movies that Disney made. I don't have anything negative to say about them, but the prequels for sure, man. Uh, I think the first one I saw in theaters was episode one. I'm pretty sure. And that was a big time for me because, um, you know, the pod racing, like I really got into the pod racing aspect of that movie, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, and I get that as a kid, see, that's, I think this is a great example of yeah. what I was just saying, because at that I was in my twenties during that time, during that movie. And I remember like, I, you know, I remember enjoying the pod racing scene. And I also remember thinking, do we really need this scene? And I remember thinking like, and it's a really long scene and you know, it, it, it did kind of bother me. I, I'm fine with it that it's For in sure. there because sure. I know that a kid is really going to be entertained by that. For sure. I still think episode two though was, I have a hard time watching now. I mean, that is a yeah. slow movie, you know? Yeah. But, For me, it was, you know, you, you kind of were, we're saying this about the 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 sequel trilogy. I feel like, for me, I don't care. That yes, I agree. Some are a lot worse than others, but I appreciate all of those movies. And Attack of the Clones, I never had a big problem with, like everyone else does. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not the best story of the bunch, right? And it had some some great moments in it too like that yoda moment that i was talking about and that ending scene i really enjoyed that that battle at the end and you know from the the clones and the troopers and their or mm -hmm. the clone troopers and the uh and what what do we call those uh the, the battle droids the battle droids thank you uh you know that scene's great and then the dooku scene you know it did give us some great star wars moments so For i sure. can't i can't hate on any of them I think episode two also opened up a huge um, universe um, and potential for the Clone Wars. I mean, the Clone Wars era was pretty massive. There's a lot of books that were written around right. that right. era. Yeah. You know. So where do we all fall now on, say, the TV shows? You know, and and maybe we start with with that. See, I never, I didn't get super into Clone Wars. Uh, I got, I, I've seen some seasons. I definitely saw the last season, really enjoyed it. Uh, I really loved Bad Batch. I don't, have you guys seen that? Yes, I have. I've seen, seen them all. Except I, for Resistance. I haven't seen Resistance. All right. Yeah. I, I have I, not seen them yet. I think my brother sent me a list of those episodes to definitely watch, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've been, so you're more of the, mo you're more of a movie star Wars guy, more of a movie kind of guy. Yeah, for sure, man. What about Mandalorian? I enjoyed the Mandalorian, uh, the two seasons that came out. I enjoyed them, but I've been having kind of a hard time, you know, looking forward to like the next season, I guess, you know, mm. and they're good shows, you know, that I, yeah. I like the story behind them but I'm just stuck on the movies and the moments that uh, are so powerful in all the movies, you know? Mm. So that are, so are you not super excited about book of Boba Fett? I am excited about it. You know, <laughs> that just... doesn't seem very, yeah, that wasn't a <laughs> ringing endorsement. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't know too much about it, you know? Yeah. I just, you know, I, I don't know too much about it. Okay. Let, let me say something about Boba Fett. So Boba Fett for, you know, Gen Xers was like the coolest character ever. Yeah. And that I... We, that we didn't know. Yeah. It's because we didn't know. It's right. because it, 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 was, it was left up to mystery. And it was... Um, he only had like five or six lines in Empire Strikes Back. And, and that launched a sort of cult of personality around Boba Fett. And I never got his popularity. I never understood it at all. Probably because maybe he was the guy who caught Han Solo, something that like, you know, it was formidable. Mm. Um, and then, you know, so popular that he uh, survived his fall into the Sarlacc. Uh, something that, again, I was like, that's complete wish fulfillment. So when that turns out to be true, when we see it in The Mandalorian, I was 
a little bit disappointed, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I, I want to see where this is going to go. Right. For sure. There's definitely a lot of room for them to continue to build on, you know, with it, which I like, you know, I like that. I like that it's continuing on and it's just end with the movies, you know? Right. Yep. For the sure. Mandalorian uh, saga has a lot of backstory if you watch uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, the whole Darksaber uh, saga, not saga, but there is a, there is a story arc uh, surrounding the Darksaber that we see in the end of the first season of The Mandalorian. And if uh, I highly recommend watching The Clone Wars, and rebels it's it's a lot of fun uh and it's considered part of the star wars canon per george lucas yep heck yeah i'm gonna have to check those out for sure yeah i mean i would even consider starting of the ones that we just mentioned with rebels i think it's got that it's got that for me and omar you correct me if i'm wrong but for me it it really has that that true star wars movie feel uh, where you've got your random cast of crazy characters, you've got your your force ability characters, you know, the, you've got your Jedi, you've got the conflict of of growing up in, into a Jedi, you've got all the elements of Star Wars, and it, it just captures it beautifully. I I really like that that series a lot. Yeah, I like both the uh, Clone Wars and Rebels equally. I'm, you know, a continuity person, so I'm all about starting chronologically at the beginning. Uh, and for me, it also, oh my gosh, what is that Jedi's name? Um, she was played by Rosario Dawson uh, in oh, um, The Mandalorian. Ah Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka. Okay. So we see, uh, because Clone Wars focuses heavily on Ahsoka right. and when she reappears in Rebels as you know an older uh, person um, her reappearance has a lot of impact yeah for sure I was surprised I was surprised at the end of the second season of the Mandalorian mm -hmm. for sure I was like what is going on here yeah oh, there was man. a lot to there was a lot to digest in that movie and I, I loved Luke Skywalker's appearance in that. Sure. And, you know, and I, again, as a loving Star Wars fan, I was totally fine with the CGI. I know it wasn't great and it did bother me, but I didn't care because it was Luke Skywalker back on, on the screen and he just kicked some right. major ass. You he know? sure did. It was the hero is back. Yeah, that, that yeah. took me by surprise. I thought they did an awesome job with the CGI. And I was just amazed. Um, speaking of CGI, uh, I was watching uh, Rogue One the other night. Mm. And uh, I was just impressed again at the CGI with Tarkin on the uh, command deck and how they were able to uh, really capture, you know, you yeah. know, his powerful might, you know. Um, and I, I, just... I was pretty impressed by it, too. I mean, a lot of people hate on it and... I've gone. Not back. me. You don't hate on it either. It. Uh, I say that Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Rogue One, I think, is the best. I agree. But we're talking about the CGI specifically of Tarkin. Uh, oh, that. Um, hmm. Because I do, I do agree with you. I, I think Rogue One was a very, very good Star Wars movie. Phenomenal. I think it definitely was the best. I have to agree with you. You know. Um, even though there's no Jedi's, no lightsaber battles in that movie, that movie for me is, it is one of my favorite. It's, it's, <laughs> it's probably yeah. my favorite star Wars movie. And one of the best, it, no, I would probably say the best Darth Vader scene ever. For sure. 100%. I mean, the way he just tears through that ship and just kicks everyone's ass. It, it was phenomenal. And then that scene leading yep. to it the opening of A perfectly. New Hope was just mind-blowing. It was, man. Yeah. That leads me to my next question I want to ask both you guys is, what is your favorite lightsaber lightsaber battle 
of all you know the Ooh. movies and that you've seen what's your favorite one I'll tell you what popped into my head and then I wanted to argue with myself. So I'll just go with it is I, I think it's Phantom Menace and I think it's with Darth Maul that, that ending scene with the three of them. I think that because we hadn't seen anything like that yet. Right. As far as real lightsaber duels like that. I mean, that was, that was what, you know, you had dreamed of seeing and never got to really see it. And then boom, it's, it's just handed to you on a plate. It was awesome. Mixed so I with, think that's got to be it for me. Mixed with the uh, Duel of Fates musical score, yeah. that that whole scene definitely was moving. I'm curious to hear what uh, Omar's response is to that question. Um, I have uh, three that come to mind. Okay. Uh, the first one is uh, the... And, and it's a long one. It's at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, uh, the the Anakin Obi Wan long battle. Yes. Um, yeah. That that's that's up there. Yeah. Uh, but um, all right. Yeah. So that'll be third. Second place is uh the final battle between Luke and Vader in the Emperor's throne room. Okay. Um, where we see uh because that had even though the the fight choreography wasn't. Uh, as complex and kinetic as uh, in the prequel trilogy, the emotion was there where it's, you know, Luke almost succumbing to the dark side and, you know, chopping his father's hand off and, and, and looking at his own, mm-hmm. which leads me to the, uh, my favorite one, which is the uh, lightsaber battle, the first lightsaber battle between Luke and Vader in Empire, because that tells a story of Vader testing Luke's uh, skills, seeing how Luke's training has paid off in one way or another, and, um, and how Vader was completely in control of the environment and the pace of the battle, and um, culminating with the severing of Luke's hand which was, you know, a, a shocking moment. Yep. For sure. I can only imagine being like in the theater, seeing that for the first time, you know, and just like clenching the chair, like, you know, there definitely yeah. seems to be an emotional connection with uh, that bonds us to like these lightsaber battles. And I think episode three, the one between Obi-Wan and Anakin really does it for me. That just, Every time I watch it, I feel so moved, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to argue that one. And yeah, Omar, you you called that one out too. It's hard to argue that one because that does kind of, that really, that scene or yeah, that whole scene really compiles everything that we all just said is important to us in a lightsaber fight, right? It's it's not just about the the dramatic fighting, the the choreography, it, it's also about that emotion and there was such emotion and passion behind that scene from both sides, both characters. Uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. 100% dude. And tying it all together where Anakin becomes Darth Vader, you know, the moment people have waited 30 years for, you know, to figure <laughs> out what happened. Um, really just it, dude, even when Obi-Wan says to him, you know, you were supposed to be my brother. <laughs> you know, you were, I just, oh man, I lost it. I'm, yeah. I'm losing it thinking about it now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it makes the, the original movies that when you, when you see Obi-Wan and him with Luke, you know, you, you get a whole different perspective of Obi-Wan after that. 100% dude. Yeah. And now that's a TV series that can, if you're not excited about the Obi-Wan series, then I totally am. Okay. I totally am. Whatever happened with like the Obi-Wan movie. I know there was like this teaser yeah. trailer that was floating around for years with, uh, uh, you know, that was going around the internet. I think I know, but Omar, you're, you're the movie guy. So do you, do you know? The, what I, um, this is speculation uh, based on bits of stuff that uh, I've compiled and, it's just that um, there, after Solo uh, didn't do well at the box office and there were all those production issues involved with the, 
with Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, they, uh, and with the success of The Mandalorian, they realized that a TV series would be a much better way to tell the story. Um, and you'd get more bang for your buck. I mean, you have, you know, it's, it's more lucrative to produce a television show and stream it on Disney Plus where you have already a whole bunch of subscribers versus releasing it in a theater and it not performing well. Yep. I understand that from like a business perspective, but do you think that has anything to do with like the director of the movie, like how it was directed too? Because Solo, you know, I was a little disappointed with that movie. Um, and I think I have a lot of it has to do with how it was directed, you know, could that be a part of it as well? Or do you think it's just people are enjoying streaming shows more than they are sitting down and, you know, watching a movie? Well, I think you have a, a point there in, and also that the, um, the management of Disney and the directorial choices went hand in hand as far as solo was concerned, because um, Ron Howard was a replacement director for Solo. They switched out um, Miller and, and Lord, the guys who directed uh, Into the Spider-Verse and uh, the Lego movie. They were, gonna, they were set to direct it, and they were replaced um, by Ron Howard. Uh, so yeah. you have a troubled production, um, you know, producers with, you know, interfering with the vision, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you have a mixed message and that's what, and you end up seeing on the screen. Uh, so I think they learned their lesson and tried to, how should I say, um, co something <laughs> coalesce, oh, okay. coalesce everything around, you know, a singular vision or at least better management. Right. Right. Yeah. I was, I was a little disappointed with how uh, Han met uh, Chewie, but you know, hindsight's 2020, you know, it's still, it's still a star Wars movie in my opinion, uh -huh. right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So uh, I want to jump over to the next question here and kind of uh, get you guys' minds going. If you found yourself caught somewhere between a Jedi and a Sith. What color lightsaber would you choose? Yeah. Oh, so we're actually kind of, all right. So we're not one or the other. Well, okay. Let's like, let me reverse that question. Just okay. what, color, what color lightsaber would you pick <laughs> if you could, <laughs> uh, you know, I might go with yellow. That's that's the choice I was gonna pick. Would be oh, yeah. yellow for sure. Nice for sure. What about you, Omar? Blue, hands down. See, I would I would go to blue because I gravitate to that because it's you know it's Luke's and Anakin's and then but I have this this uh, love for the yellow because that was the original Luke Skywalker action figure had a <sighs> yellow lightsaber and I believed for a long time that that was the color of his lightsaber until I got to see, I think, Empire Strikes Back. Because, you know, there was, it wasn't like today, we didn't have the internet to go and find a million videos and, and photos of the movie. We had to wait until it, you know, at first, the, A New Hope didn't even come out on video right away. I don't think video existed yet. And so, <laughs> so yeah, you didn't know. So I always believed it was yellow. And that's, uh, so I think that's the one I'd like to go with if I got to have an actual lightsaber. For sure. I would probably go with yellow and gravitate towards green, I think, um, personally. Mm -hmm. But that question just uh, remind me of another question um, that one of you may know the answer to that the movies didn't wrap up or answer for me was how Moz found the lightsaber. Ah! <laughs> how did she come to find um, Anakin, Skywalker, or Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber? That is a good question. I don't know that they've, they haven't, they definitely didn't describe it or, or go into it in the movies. They, there may be a book or a comic or something that has told that, <laughs> that story. Do you know, Omar? 
No, no. Yeah. Uh, I'm like I said, they, they, like you said, there may be a book or comic that went into it, but no, that whole line was that's a story for another time is typical J.J. Abrams of planting seeds, hoping that someone else will make it grow. That's what he did on Lost. Um, I see. Well, I was about to say that's what he did on something else, but no, that's what he did on Lost. And <laughs> honestly, <laughs> this is not that far from actually what George Lucas did in the beginning with Star Wars, because the whole Luke being Vader's son was not in the script. It was not in the original um, story right, plan. Right. And neither was Leia being Luke's sister at the end of Empire. That was just something that they, they tacked on. You're right. Well, because that. Wasn't it like um, nobody knew that Darth Vader was going to say, Luke, I am your father, except for, you know, Mark Hamill? Wasn't he like the only one that knew that he was going to say that? Yeah, that's right. But uh, even before that, when they filmed the filmed the New Hope, it wasn't even called a New Hope because right. they it was just called Star Wars. It was just called Star Wars. They didn't know that it was uh, going to be success if it was going to be successful. So it wasn't Episode Four of whatever. It was just here we are. We're in, jumping into the middle of a story and. Um, they added that story element when they got a green light for a sequel. Now, but Omar, I didn't, I don't think I knew, or maybe I've forgotten that they didn't decide on Leia's relationship to Luke uh, until Return of the Jedi. They did reference toward the end of Empire, Yoda says, no, there is another. To, to yeah, Obi-Wan. that's right. So you don't think that was Leo in that moment? No. Okay. So I wonder who they were thinking of. In really? That. See, I always thought he was talking about Leia. Well, that's what they conveniently t- tell us in the next chapter of the story. You know, they just worked that in nicely. Oh, I don't, yeah, yeah. But what Omar's saying, I guess, is that that wasn't the intention of the other. Uh, and maybe mm-hmm. they didn't have one. Maybe that or- was one of those open-ended things and see how it blossomed. It was either that or it, they were referring to Leia, but not necessarily Leia being Luke's twin sister. Okay. Yeah, maybe that could be. That she just was somebody that has the force. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know there were so many parts of the uh, movies in franchise that they just kind of make up as they go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, look at the sequel trilogy. That's what, they, <laughs> right? that's what they did in each of the three movies. Oh, that's great. Um, out of those three, I would say the newer ones, I'd say probably my favorite one is uh, The Last Jedi. That was of the three? I mean, yeah, I liked it for a lot of reasons because... Uh, there was a there were a lot of there was a lot of fan what do you call that fanfare fan service fan service service. uh they catered to the fans nicely in that movie and i think though man it's really hard for me to pick one only because none of them are amazing uh i would i think i think the um force awakens I really, I loved it because it brought it back and it started to, it really felt like Star Wars to me. And I was like, okay, we're back in business. I can't wait to see where this goes. And I got to tell you guys, and Omar, I think you know this because I think we might have even recorded an episode of after The Last Jedi. If not, I might have done it with somebody else. The Last Jedi, I loved it when I first saw it. And, and I think... I think that the public has skewed my opinion of it since because I, I, I remember walking out of that movie really, really moved by it. Uh, so I, I'm kind of on the fence. And because like I yeah, I gave you all three reasons. So, yeah, I'm on the fence. If you had a gun to my head, I guess I would probably pick <laughs> I'd probably pick Force Awakens just because it, it really caters to all the things that I love about Star Wars. And it, it even even though it has a lot of things that I didn't like about it. So when you guys first saw the Force Awakens at the end of the movie, uh, what did what was your thoughts on Ray? Who did you think she was related to? You know, because that was like a big 
you know, secret there for a while. Um, I think even the last Jedi, they still didn't reveal who she could be, you know, and uh, I certainly had my own speculations, but what were your guys' thoughts on that? You know, were you, I was not wanting to uh, speculate as to who she would be related to. Uh, And in fact, that's one of the things that I liked about the last Jedi was that uh, she wasn't related to anybody that we knew. And that last shot of the little kid at Canto Bite using the force to, you know, pick up a broom yeah. to show that, you know, the Jedi, or I'm sorry, the force doesn't belong to a particular family. Like it's right. not just the Skywalkers or the Palpatines. Um, it's, it, it can be found anywhere, um, which you know, uh, Rise of Skywalker, completely jettisoned. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, you know, when, when we see Ray and she has the Force, um, there was also a bit of Finn. And, you know, maybe he had a bit of the Force too. Uh, so I, it was, <laughs> like, is it is it Han and Leia's kid? But that was no, what I would, thought. They would know if they had, you know, a missing daughter, right? I, I thought for sure it was yeah. Luke Skywalker's or Obi-Wan's. But then I was like, oh, Obi-Wan was a true Jedi. And he, you know, was like single his whole life. So I was like, yeah, it's probably not his daughter, mm-hmm. you know. But Luke, on the other hand, you know, I could see. Right, because there know. were no real Jedi rules anymore. He could make the, the rules of the Jedi. He right. Was the only one left. Right. And I saw it like an interview they did with uh, with her after the movie. And she'd said, uh, you know, she thought it was pretty obvious who who she was related to, but she wasn't going to say anything. And I'm like thinking, watching the movie again, you know, like it's not obvious yeah. to me, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I think I think that's who I thought. I think I thought somehow Han and Leia, even though you're right, it's like, wouldn't they know that they had another? But, you know, you could make up something, you know, she was unconscious and you know, they stole the baby when, you know, who knows? Right. and uh, I think the, the books too. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong before, I mean, during the prequels, they were making books and stuff, Yeah. but um, wasn't it in the books Han and Leia had two kids. It yes. was like, uh, oh, I can't think of the three, I think. Oh, was it oh, three? Really? I, I, yeah, I only they, they knew had... that they had twins. Yeah. And, um, and uh, one of them, was named um was it Jaden? yeah there was there was a Jaden and there was jason Jason. and uh i think uh, the the third one i think was named anakin Mm. oh interesting okay i did not know that interesting i've only read a few um of the book the star wars books there was like a darth bane i think which i read which was really good um there was one uh with Darth Maul as like a kid, like his childhood and being, um, you know, trained by Palpatine as a child and stuff. That was a really good book. Can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but there's just so many, you know? Oh yeah. If you like Darth Maul, you'll like his stuff in the clone wars. Oh yeah. You get a lot and of rebels and rebels as well. Yep. yep. So that would be when he's like got the spider, thing going on right where he's like yeah yeah okay i'll have to check those out um so one of the questions i have here uh where is it here uh oh if you could hitch a one-way ride on the millennium falcon which planetary system would you go to (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. you'll see omar you're not going to pick tatooine because you've basically already been there (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) so why waste that trip uh Huh. I hate cities, so I'm not going to uh what's it called? Coruscant. 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 Definitely not going to Coruscant. I'm not a city guy. That's a tough one. Maybe I'd maybe I'd go to uh Moon of Endor. That's a good choice. That's a very yeah. good choice. I am a city person, but I wouldn't go to Coruscant because there's too much there. And even though I thought it was the worst part of The Last Jedi, I would love to visit Canto Bight because I love Vegas. Ah, that's true. Oh, that's man. Canto Bight. For me, it's a toss-up between uh, Naboo and 
the uh, forest moon Endor. I think that boo, that's a great call. I think I that's think I'd like one. to change my answer and jump on the Falcon <laughs> with you. For sure. Naboo would be pretty cool. I mean, you have the Gungan city underwater, you know, right. but also the, the forest moon of Endor would be a good choice because you have that Yavin four that you get to see every day. I think it'd be so cool to see a planet that massive, like, right. You know, in the that sky. Cool. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, Okay, so moving down the list here, mm -hmm. do you guys have any favorite quotes from the movies you still use to this day while having conversations? <laughs> I know Mark does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should probably find the sound bite, although I don't know that I have it at the ready. Um, yeah, because uh, on the Mark and Lowell show, we we often get a real kick out of of the Emperor. We get a kick out of Palpatine because. I mean, he's just brilliant in his delivery. And, you know, I think one of the one of the big ones that we are go to is is when he does that no, no, no. <laughs> that that one is a pretty a pretty high one on our list. And or or when he goes, not for Vegeta. <laughs> that one's a good one too. That that's a pretty good impression too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I like those. I, I mean, there's Yoda Yoda quotes I could go on and on all day, uh, but those are probably the ones that make me laugh the most. Um, there are tons that I, I laugh at. Uh, the one quote that means a lot to me, and it holds true, like as a as a sort of aphorism, is Yoda's quote from Phantom Menace. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. That so the, of all the things that has been said in Star Wars, that probably is the most true statement that you could ever say. Yeah, I think that resonates with a lot of people. I hear a lot of people use that one as their go-to. One hundred percent, dude. That I mean, I live my life by that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the philosophy and uh, mythology and all the elements, you know, that are tied in with Star Wars. I think is what has spoken the most to me. You know, I love those aspects of it because it's a, it really, it's a love story. It's an adventure movie. It's an action movie. You know, it's science fiction, fantasy. It's everything with all these thought provoking, um, you know, things in it. And, uh, you know, may the force be with you. That's a classic, of course. Uh, you know, yeah. quote that I yeah. use, you know, uh, but I think one I use probably the most is Darth Vader's. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Oh, <laughs> I, that's a great one. That's I a love... very memorable quote. Yes, <laughs> it really is. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's probably my favorite of all time for sure. You know, I, I think one of mine, uh, like Peter Cushing's line readings as Tarkin are hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could roll my R's, Me but too. the, you know, evacuate in our moment of triumph. <laughs> I believe you overestimate the chances that that, yeah. <laughs> that always gets a kick out of me. Yeah. Oh man, that that Han Solo's quotes, you know, he he cracks me up. I love Harrison Ford in all of his movies. Yep. You know, um, Indiana Jones is right up there with Star Wars and favorite movies. You know. All right, so can we real quick derail and just I I just want a quick survey from both of you. Are either of you excited about the new Indiana Jones movie? Hmm. This is the first I'm hearing about a new Indiana Jones movie. Really? Is Harrison Ford going to be in it? Apparently so. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Then I am I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I'm going to see it, but I can't say that I'm, you know, super excited about it. Yeah. Um it, it's not it's not because uh I don't like Harrison Ford or anything. It's just that for me, the Indiana Jones movies are hit and miss. They're 50-50 for me. Uh, mm. Raiders and Last Crusade are good, and I hated Temple of Doom, and I didn't like Crystal Skull. Interesting. See, mm. Temple of Doom was my favorite Indiana Jones movie of all wow. time. Wow. 
I, I I liked all three. It might have been my least favorite of the three, but I still really liked that one. I hated the what I don't even remember the name of that fourth one. What was it again? Crystal Skull? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, I hated that one. Yeah, I did. I, I wasn't a fan of it. I watched it one time. Yeah. I, I think I may have only seen it once as well. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Back to Star Wars. Sorry. Back, yeah. Back to Star Wars, man. Actually, that's all I really have as far as questions go on the list. If you guys want to take it, um, you know, if you guys have any questions or want to take it a direction, more than welcome to do that. All right. I'll, I'll give you one to end on. Okay. okay. Because I'm sure, Ken, you probably are a fan of Marvel movies as well. I like them, but I haven't watched them. Okay. Like- Okay, but yeah, are you yeah, aware yeah. of the whole idea of the multiverse? Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay, so there has been, and even in Rebels, I believe, Omar, um, there has been hints of a multiverse type of thing within Star Wars. So my question to you guys is, how would you feel if they retconned the the new trilogy and they redid them, remade them, told an, an entirely new story and got rid of the, that old, the, the, the original sequel trilogy. How would I feel about that? Can you that? go? I, 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 have, uh, I have an answer. Go take it, Ken. I'll, yeah, Ken, basically, if they basically, I'll put, make it simple. If ba- the, the Star Wars gods, the Disney and Lucasfilms, they say, you know what? Just kidding. That trilogy we just put out there, it's, it's, it's a fake. It's not the story. We're putting out a new story. Maybe it's 10, 20 years from now. But they basically say that one didn't count. Here's the, here's the right one. I would be okay with that. I, think, I, I feel like I would be more than okay with that if they did it right, you know? Sure. Yes. <laughs> That's a great right. point. You know, um, I, like I said, I don't, I don't really have a problem with the newer Disney movies. I think, uh, you know, they did the best they could do, you know, and you're always going to disappoint somebody, you yeah. know, when it comes to doing something like that. I think their pick for JJ Abrams on the, the, uh, force awakens was a good choice. You know, I like JJ Abrams as a director. I think if they would have stuck with JJ Abrams for all three, or at no. least had him more involved in all three, I think we may have had a better trilogy. I think you're right. What do you think, Omar? I think that I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like it on the principle of uh, you don't get do-overs <laughs> when it comes to making movies. Um, you you do what you do and oh, wait there were th- there were three saw. spider-man movies three different spider-men and they yes. all they all made good money for that franchise they were all fairly successful if not very yes so you can have and, do-overs yeah you yeah i i see your point and um but with star wars uh over the course of however many years i mean yeah you can say it's like james bond where they you know especially with um casino royale that is definitely a hard reboot um you know it's just the 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 principle of the thing is is of you know you you make your story stick with it and see what you can do uh (laughs) if you can salvage it with all the stuff there because um so you would prefer omar then probably if they just brought in a new new trilogy, maybe new story, maybe continue. You're good with more movies. You just don't want to see them redoing anything. Yeah, I, I don't because while there was a lot to be, um, there was a lot that went wrong with the sequel trilogy. Uh, there was plenty of stuff there that was good, mm-hmm. and also you know people were saying the same thing about the prequel trilogy. It's like, how can this insert complaint here about the prequel trilogy? Uh, you know, a, a whiny young right. Anakin. Uh, <laughs> how could Leia remember her, you know, her birth mother, you know, only a few seconds old, fresh out of the womb? Right. Um, all, all of that stuff. Uh, and even in the original trilogy, there was plenty of stuff there that's like, that 
didn't make any sense. Uh, And, but they, you know, you worked around it or you accepted it or you explained it away somehow. uh, And you have an opportunity to do it. Like, like for example, um, the very first, one of the very first times we meet Han Solo, he says, you've never heard of the Millennium Falcon. It was the (laughs) ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. Okay. Parsec is a unit of distance, not a unit of time. Mm -hmm. And um, so they figured out a way to explain what he meant by that, by creating a whole movie out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you, you mentioned that you mentioned that part of the scene though. And that makes me smile because maybe, uh, you know, there, there's a certain element of sarcasm there that was intended for the audience. Like you've never heard of the money in Falcon. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, no, you know right. I mean? Because it wasn't right. a very popular ship, you know, right. maybe, but, uh, there's a, like a certain element of that. I think Lucas wanted people to use their imaginations for sure. And your question just in general about do, having a do-over, I understand what Omar is saying, you know, you don't get do-overs, but maybe there could be an exception that could only be done if Lucas were to direct it and Lucas's original, let him create the vision to end the star Wars trilogy, you know, to yeah. that, I would, I would say that's actually what happened when he uh, did the special editions they lucas redid the movies he had the whole you know han you know dodging uh greedo's blaster yeah yeah he had um you know uh replacing the the end music uh, at endor um all of the new effects uh he he replaced the anakin ghost yes he replaced the anakin ghost he did all that stuff so when I say, you know, you don't get to reboot, that's kind of what I mean. Lucas went in and he mm. retooled his own things. Some uh, were, were good. Right. Um, You're talking stuff. about like in A New Hope where they added the scene of the stormtroopers uh, searching the desert for like a minute before. Uh-huh. Went, yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, also, uh, or adding the scene with Jabba. Yeah, and, I did not like uh, that. <laughs> uh, there was, and, and there are some good parts to it. Like you know, it uh, established a sort of um, visual continuity throughout the yeah. original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, and yes. it, it made you believe that the movies that that whole those six movies took place in the same universe. So I, I could see that, but there were too many little things that shouldn't have been there probably my and this is you know this is getting really into the weeds here when he added a no to vader yeah or a several no's to vader before vader kills the emperor Mm -hmm. um that eliminated the tension as uh, vader is watching the emperor torture and kill his son by adding those no's it you know it reduced the tension eliminated the tension and um made that ending less poignant yeah for yeah, sure I, I agree with you for sure 100 i agree as well guys this was so fun dude i thank you so much for coming on the show you're really welcome. Today. I'm I'm glad it worked out and I had a blast. I did too. Same. Man. Thank hey, you. Talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. And I'm hoping to do some more shows in the future um, on Star Wars because there's just so much to cover, you know, with the Star Wars universe for sure. But I think we did an awesome job this evening um, getting into it for sure. Well, let us know when you watch either Clone Wars or Rebels. I will. You know, I'm gonna start that tonight. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Uh, actually, I want to check out what's the other one. The uh, you'd mentioned a it Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. Yes, I want to I want to watch that as well. So maybe I'll jump into that this evening. Enjoy. Awesome. Thanks again, guys, so much. And uh, why don't you one more time, real quick, uh, let the audience know where they can find your podcast at. Sure. And, uh, you know. Sure, yeah. So you can uh, 
you can reach me if you are interested in podcasting. If you have a podcast, if you want to start a podcast and you got some questions around that, you can hit me up at ironicmedia.com. You can also find me on Instagram at ironicmedia. And if you want to hear my podcast, you can check that out at markandlowell.com. And that's M-A-R-C and Lowell is spelled L-O-W-E-L-L. So that's markandlowell.com. And uh, my show is called Arts Review and Commentary. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ArcReviews. That's A-R-C-R-E-V-I-E-W-S. Yeah, that's how you spell it. And uh, you can find my show wherever podcasts are. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you again so much, guys. You're welcome. You guys have Take a care. Lo- yep. Have a lovely night. May the force, May the be, force with be with you. you. Yeah. <laughs> May the force be with you.